When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. everyone and welcome to the opening episode of Heart and Hand Extra. That's our later in the week preview of the weekend's action and we also take into account anything that has happened since Monday's flagship show. Now normally we drop on a Thursday but uh, we're currently playing on Thursdays and after last night it looks as though we could be playing on Thursday for a little while longer. Joining me to discuss this is Paisley Rose himself. Uh, the most apt person I could think of to join me for a St Mirren preview show. It's David Marshall. Hello, David. Afternoon, David. I'm quite happy to be here and representing the whole town of Paisley on my shoulders today. Not that big a responsibility, in all honesty. No. 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 I mean, anyone who's, who's... Actually, some nice bits of Paisley now, you know. There's there's the, the mill thing the, and the, the abbey, you know. I mean, it's not slightly less stabbings last year. And exactly, we don't get as much smash uh, bus stop these days, so that's good. <laughs> exactly, that's because I've taken all the bus stops away. <laughs> you, you can just get wet. But uh, but uh, we'll we'll come, of course, to to the match against St Mirren later in the show. But David, there really is only one place to start this week, and that was Thursday night at Ibrox. Rangers versus NK Maribor. We said on Monday that it would be a difficult a difficult task against a side with Champions League experience. They have an average eight of twenty eight. They've been together a number of years. Solid physical streetwise European team. And it was one of it was maybe not top tier European nights at Ibrox, obviously, but it was it was getting into the lower end of the the conversation. The atmosphere was fantastic, and I've mentioned this on our Patreon site. That was the best Rangers performance I've seen at Ibrox since 2012 when we beat Celtic 3-2. I don't think that there's been a performance against a side of that quality mm-hmm. with Rangers looking not only their match but better than them and in the second half Rangers I thought were splendid 
Absolutely. I mean, I absolutely loved Thursday night. I thought it was brilliant. I thought we were excellent uh, for the most part. The atmosphere, as you said, David, the place was absolutely jumping for the majority of the game. It's really something when you're in there for a packed Ibrooks and you've got all four stands of the stadium just, you know, belting out noise. It was superb. That was a that was a decent team we were going up against and for the most part of the game we outplayed them. We were the better team. I think that's the pleasing thing about it, David. As you said, this is you can say it's the best performance um, that we've had since 2012. Probably so because it is one of the better teams we've faced since uh, 2012. This is a team with Champions League experience. You know they've got to where they have this season in Europe on merit as well as have we. We need to beat these teams. We can't just go. We can't go out and just you know half arse it and think we'll stroke a victory. That's not going to happen. If we weren't at it last night, Maribor would have would have beat us. I mean, could you imagine last year's team going up against that side where they got absolutely oh, yeah. ramraded about three 0 last night? <laughs> but we were good. Gubbed. Yes, we, we we had to be, as you say, we had to yes. be. They were a good side, and you could see that incidentally. Look at the way they used the ball. Look at their pressing. Rangers didn't get time in the ball, and it goes both ways. They had to. You look at their goal; it was an absolute belter, and it had to be again because we we played well. Uh, again, a bit like Ossetia last week. I just thought this is a good game between two good teams, two evenly matched teams. But for us to say that we are a good side, that is a leap from last season, and you're spot on. But the, the argument I used before we played Ossia, last year we wouldn't have got to this round. We didn't, and uh, there would have yeah. been no danger. Uh, and you're right, uh, Maribor against us last season would have been a free hit for them. And uh, yeah, we started really well. Got a goal after five minutes. The the reborn Alfredo Morelos, who we'll come to, who was sensational, I thought, last night. Uh, he gets the goal after good move down the right. Ryan Kent's shot saved by the goalkeeper. Uh, he's there to tuck it away. I I know that some in the media, the impartial Scottish media, felt it was offside. It wasn't. It wasn't even <laughs> close. Uh, Rangers take the lead. And for 20 minutes, I think, are the better side. But then Maribor got a foothold and then uh, they started to make chances. Alan McGregor with a couple of good stops, an excellent block from James Tavernier. Um and then a kind of one of those moments that could have shaped the game in a negative way for us, which was uh, a mistake by their goalkeeper. He passes the ball straight out to Daniel Kandias, who's rushing in. He could shoot, but he likes to square it to Alfredo Morelos, but he's wandered offside, and he was offside. And there was no dubiety about it. So the goal was disallowed. Uh, and really from that, they break up the park, score a cracker. I mean, what a finish by the boy. Cross uh, on the half volley, rushing in at the back post, and he just smashes a volley up and, and over Alan McGregor. Really not a lot Alan McGregor can do about something like that, David. It was it was just a great strike. Absolutely. You know, I actually feel, I felt a bit ashamed because when I first saw it, I was sitting in a government real last night, and my first thought was actually, did McGregor look a bit suspect there? But see, when I watched it back, Oh, shut my mouth, you know, it was an absolutely <laughs> fantastic finish, like, the, the Shagger had absolutely no. no chance, I don't know what I was thinking to even call him into question for it, a superb strike, and you know, the thing about that, David, as well, go back the last two years since we've came up to the SPL, how, or the Scottish Premiership, how many times have we been on top, got a goal in front, then we've lost a goal and just crumbled, you know, that could, if this was in the end in the last two years, last night we'd have crumbled under that, bit of flatness just after the goal went down in, in the 
and the crowd you did feel the air come out of it. But, it was you know, a double whammy, David. It was a double whammy because we could yeah, be, absolutely. within a minute we could be two up and we're one each. Actually a guy sitting next to me had gone down for a pike and back up and he went, The fuck one each? And I said, Yeah, yeah. He said, I just <laughs> held a roar down there and uh I thought we were two up. I said, No, we either go disallowed and then they scored one. Said, Fuck's sake. So the poor guy's wandering back up thinking we're two nil up and it was actually one each. But uh So it's his fault. <laughs> I will blame him. So uh, half time, thankfully came, and we needed it. They were yeah. well on top. And look, I, I'll, I'll admit, I thought, oh, you know, this is this is tough. Um, we need to get a lead to go over there, but we're going to have to really scrap to do it. Well, Rangers came out. My goodness, I don't know what they're putting in the tea at Ibrox half time, but <laughs> Rangers came flying out, just dominated as they would the whole half. And uh, we got a, a again brilliant play from Alfredo Morelos, uh, long ball through. He out muscles their centre back, who will be having nightmares about Alfredo Morelos tonight and last night. Incidentally, um, he pulls him back, penalty kick. Uh, James Tavernier steps up, puts it away. We'll come to him as well in a minute. And from that, Rangers still have to be on our guard because as I say, good side. They used the ball really well, but Rangers fought for everything and made chances actually. But then with a few minutes to go, the third of the guys I want to highlight last night, heart and hands, Lasana Koulibaly, he gets on, he, he, first of all, he, he gets a knock on his shoulder. He, he injures his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, he runs off, let's be honest, a dislocated shoulder. He runs it off. And then seconds later, gets on the end of a cross with said shoulder to put it away for 3-1. Ibrox goes, bar me. It was just one of those wonderful moments. 3-1, we see it out. And a great win. But I want to highlight those three performances. And we'll start off with... You can take your pick of any one of these three for man of the match, in my opinion. But we'll start off with uh, James Tavernier because, obviously, yesterday the bid comes in from West Bromwich Albion of £1.8 uh, I'll crack the jokes. Uh, they then get it up to about £3 million and Rangers still say, nope, uh, not going to not going to cut it. Cut off the... They cut off the negotiations James Tavernier plays. Now, I was a lot worried before that. I thought, I wonder if this will affect him. Did it? Hell, he was brilliant. And yeah. the mentality was something that we want to see from Tav. I think a few of the podders had spoke when he was appointed captain. They were a little surprised at this, but that was uh, the effort of our dressing room leader, I felt. No, you talk about uh, some of the podders being a bit, you know, where about uh, Tav getting the captaincy? I was certainly among them. I thought it'd be McGregor who'd get the armband. But I tell you what, last night Tav looked every bit the Rangers captain. He was superb last night. And as you say, he must have had all day, he must have knew, like, I'm either playing tonight or I'm going to be going to West Brom. And for him to come up, uh, come out last night and put in that performance, it speaks volume of him, not just a player, but his character. His performance on its own, I think it's one of the best performances we've seen from Tav in the Rangers jersey, certainly from a defensive point of view. That block to um, to stop that uh, shot at 1-0, that was absolutely superb. I thought he was excellent last night, and if that's the James Tavernier we're going to get this season, then he's going to be a real asset for us. Alfredo Morelos, uh, who I would say was my man of the match, I thought was mm. fantastic. That is exactly what you need you're, if you're playing the system with one central striker, Especially in Europe, that's exactly what you need to do. The ball's got to stick. There can't be any easy possession for the centre-backs. Every time it goes up, he's got to hold it, bring it into, bring people into play. He's got to win free kicks. He's got to win throw-ins. He's got to keep them up there. 
he's got to be on the end of things he's got to always be a danger so that the centre backs one of them can't come out and add an extra man out of midfield he did all of that and more um, the turnaround in Alfredo Morelos whose red card was rescinded that we discussed the other day uh, which is good because he'll play at the weekend but the turnaround in him from I thought the Nadir I thought one of his worst performances for Rangers against Scoopy in the, the second leg where he looked disinterested he didn't look I thought fit and I was very critical because I, I was disappointed uh, he's better than that look people laughed about £10 million bids he plays like that that's a £10 million player no, absolutely. I mean, it's been some turnaround. I think I was on that stupid uh, post-match podway, and I think the the vast majority for us was if he's going to be like that this season, we we may as well get rid. And it's just a different player from uh, the start of pre-season. That's the Alfred, uh, Alfredo Manella she won. Absolutely love the wee guy when he's like that, and you know you can see the passion in him when he plays as well. You know he, he nods along to his own song when he's <laughs> in that mood. He's simple and playable, David. Yeah, he was. I mean the the. Scooby number four by the end looked old and <laughs> he looked tired and he just didn't Maribor. want to do Maribor, sorry, yeah. Uh, he, he just didn't want to be there. The Scoopy guy's probably oh. still having nightmares, but uh, no, uh, he just, whatever the gaffer's taken him aside and, and said, has worked. He looks leaner, he looks fitter, he looks hungry, he looks like scoring again. And look, there are times when Alfie doesn't. There are times where you think, oh, uh, you know, a chance for him, I'm not sure he wants it because he thinks he's going to miss. Not now. Um, he's on fire and, and it was like I say a terrific striker's performance uh, and then thirdly heart and hands own Lasana Koulibaly who Stevie Gerrard said when we got him he's a destroyer he breaks things up uh, last night he would have tackled his maternal grandmother uh, to win the ball he was everywhere he just breaks up he blocks he's enthusiastic there was no easy possession for, for the Maribor players which was great because they could use the ball you could see that um, and look, they still made stuff happen because they're good players, but it was a fight in that midfield. He was ably backed by Scott Arfield. I think Ovi Ajari as well, uh, <clears throat> defensively, for a guy who doesn't look the most imposing, did did put in a, a shift for us. Uh, but I thought Koulibaly topped off with a goal, which is obviously a bonus. But early days, and look, we all remember we were raving about Sean Goss three games in. I do think Koulibaly looks a significantly better player, but still, it is early days. But the gaffer said today, you know, that's four or five games and he's only going to get better. So that's exciting. That really is exciting. I mean, firstly, to the rest of the range of support, I think everyone at heart and should just say, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, it was absolutely superb. I thought the whole, as you say, the midfield three yesterday, putting a really good shift, but he just seemed to be everywhere. I've, I've seen, I don't know if it's his actual nickname, but I've seen people on Twitter call him uh, the machine. <laughs> that describes him to an absolute T. He just seemed to be this big destroyer that was going through them every time. And the guy can play as well. Mm, That's another thing as well. He's very comfortable with the ball at his feet. I tell you, see when that goal went in, David, as well. I thought at first it was Morelos who got the touch. So I'm jumping about and then see eventually when the stadium announcer says, um, Koulibaly, I grab my bet beside me and go, was that Hart and Lasana Koulibaly? He's <laughs> like, oh, for fuck's sake. But aye, superb. It was just a cherry on top of what was an excellent night last night. I have to admit that uh, from a, a selfish point of view, one of the things that made me laugh was uh, round about where I sat in the main stand, four or five times he would make a tackle or something, and when he scored the ball, people would go, heart and hands, let's have a cooler ballet. I was like, That's, this, is, this is the greatest moment of my life. So, no, uh, fabulous performance, fabulous night. Not a caution, Ty's not done. 
you know, it was brilliant and I enjoyed it and we all should and we should revel in it and it, it bodes so well for the future but Maribor will feel they're capable of doing this 2-0 at their own ground and if we don't go there with the, the same attitude what rate commitment and desire we could struggle Absolutely but do you know David I don't have many fears about that because listening to the manager last night it was one of the first things he stressed in his uh, post-match interview, said that we've done really well tonight, but this tie isn't done. Uh, related back to moments in his own career, said, you know, I've turned around just like that in my own uh, yeah, Personally, he has. <laughs> on yeah, his own. Yeah. One big, massive one that stands out. Yeah, you know, exactly. But, uh, Quite a high level but, one. But that's so good to hear your manager saying that, and I think that shows what we're going to do next week. I think we're going to go out there. We've got confidence in our defence. I think we're going out there to look for the first goal next week, because I do think if we get that first goal... That does kill the tie, and for there, you know, we can just hopefully play out, stay tight at the back, which I think we're more capable of doing. The tie's not over, but I tell you what, we're in a massive position now, right in the driving seat. Yeah, Ryan Jack to come back as well would be a, a huge boost. I mean, exactly the type of player you want for that type of match. Where we get it, it just seems all of a sudden that we've got this massive death in the squad now. It's like we're bringing Jamie Murphy off the bench last night as well. It's so good to have this quality weight to come into the team as well. Yeah, um, McCrory as well come on last yeah. night. Um, we, we look at Sadiq, who I think is going to be uh, uh, who's going to be the kind of new Ted McMahon. There was a, a moment towards the end where he belted along with those big legs, got in front of the defender after giving him a head start, got the ball, lovely bit of sp- skill to get out to the corner, then goes to do something or other, but just kicks <laughs> it straight out for a bye kick. And you know, all of that wrapped up in, in about 30 seconds. So I think he could be one that, that occasionally has you simultaneously grabbing for your, your gonads and at the other time uh, pulling your hair out, or what little I have left. So, yeah, excellent, excellent victory. Now, some departures this week we should talk about, and the uh, polarising Rangers career of Josh Windass is over. Um, he left yesterday to join Wigan for a fee of £2.5 million plus various add-ons, depending on how he does down there. Uh, now, the clubs that came in for him uh, were... The ones who got to bidding stage were Ipswich and Wigan. And the the other club who had asked Rangers to keep them in touch were Rotherham. Now, from what I'm told, the Windass camp were said to be a little surprised at the level of club coming in from. Are you? No. Well, that's very honest. <laughs> um, um, I, I'll admit uh-huh. I was slightly surprised. I didn't believe he could get a Premiership gig, but I did think he could get a higher-end Championship club, I thought. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, the market di- dictates. And that's mm-hmm. that's why I think when people are saying, well, we should have asked for four, we should have asked for five for him, look who came in for him. You know, that he's not as highly rated as... I was going to say some fans rate him, but also as he rates himself, clearly. I, I mean, we could ask for 10, David, but if nobody's going to pay for it, then they're not going to pay for it. In a nutshell, and as I say, you look at the club <laughs> he's gone to. He spoke to, or Stephen Gerrard said he spoke to him, uh, and he said he wanted to, to talk to Wigan because he wants to play as a number nine, and Stevie G said, well, I'm not going to, I can't guarantee him that. And that's fair enough. I mean, I do think Josh Windass is a talented player. I think, though, you have to find the system that suits him best. And I think unless you play in a two with him as the kind of slightly deeper striker, I'm not sure he can contribute enough 
So, yeah, he could, look, he could go down there and do very, very well. One of the problems with Josh Windass is he could go down there, David, and he could tear it up and get a move for £10 million in the following summer. Or he could go down there and flop badly. Nobody knows, and that's the problem with him, that you just you, you, you can't tell what, you, what you're going to get from Josh Windass. No, I think that's spot on. As I say, he's the kind of player where you need to build your team around him. Graham Murray tried to do that, and Graham Murray's not the Rangers manager, so that tells you how well that worked out for him. Mm. He's just not reliable enough for you to build, uh, build your team around him. Maybe he can get away with that. Wigan, they're not really expected to win every week. At Rangers, you are. And unfortunately, Josh Windass just wasn't a good enough player for us to build the, the team around him. No. Um, I wish him all the best. Got nothing against the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to lie and say I'm, I'm deeply disappointed that he's gone because I'm not. No. Uh, and I think that as long as the money gets reinvested, we do need, I think, more attackers. And if that was to happen before the end of the Scottish window, which obviously is the end of the month, then that that would be great. Now, some people have asked, can we still loan players from England? Yes, you can. Um, you can still buy players from England. They can let they can let players go. It's up to them. Um, but because this is a voluntary window for them. But uh, although I believe it's getting standardised next next season, David, that most leagues are going to bring in the uh, as the seasons kick off. That will be the end of the end of windows. But it does seem a little strange at the moment that they have decided to do this when there's still so much transfer activity going on in the rest of the world yeah for for next season the big European leagues you know your Spain's Italy's Germany's are going to uniform this along with the English league Um, yeah it does seem like this season the English have hampered themselves you know voluntarily Uh, I think as well though David they'll have a wee bit of um, with the rest of Europe following to uh, to now, I think they'll be quite happy that they're doing it first because they like to be seen. You know, it's our game and they're innovating it. So I think they'll they'll take that one year uh, hampering to show that they're doing the best for football overall. I like the idea. Uh, I've said this before. So they are. I like yeah. the idea of that when your league season starts, you've got your squad. I think it's sensible. So I get that, and I think we've all seen before at our club and most fans of this a player who has maybe not kicked his arse for about four weeks until he finds out where he's going to be at the start of September and then either leaves or kicks into gear. So, yeah, hopefully it'll clear up these mysterious August injuries that seem to become more common over the last couple of years. But, uh, yeah, I mean, a good window for Rangers overall, Dave. Absolutely. I think we've done really good business. I think overall we've upgraded in the places we had to upgrade. We've strengthened in the areas where we're weak. Uh, Just look at our defence for, you know, to see uh, that laid into action. I think we've done some really good business so far. And that's also with the, the point that we're still only midway through August. We could still have business to come in and improve the squad further. I'm sure we will have. Uh, now, the press conference today featured Borna Bear, uh, Borna Barisic, who of course arrived from Oshijek for uh, a fee, according to Steam Gerrard, of just £1.5 which we also let Declan John go for eight hundred grand yesterday. That, to me, seems a clear upgrade. Um, based on I mean, what we've seen, OK, admittedly, limited of Borna Barisic, but I'm, I'm perfectly happy with that. He comes into contention for the match uh, on Sunday. And uh, an interesting tie, David, because of the matches Rangers have played this season, with the probable exception of Scoopy, I don't think people have had Rangers overwhelming favourites in any of them. And again, the Scoopy tie was a bit different because it was, you know, the brand new team, the players, the first match, didn't really know what we were getting, that kind of thing. Rangers are expected to win this one, the fans are expecting, I'm expecting it, that, you know, you, you look at St Mirren and you think, no, St Mirren at Ibrox, we should be winning that, we should be winning that comfortably. 
it's a different type of pressure from what they've experienced, but one they will have to get used to. I mean, this is your bread and butter of your Rangers player. You need to go into these games at Ibrox, you're running the mill league games and make them run in the mill. Um, on that point, David, I expect us to win quite comfortably on Sunday. You know, I, I speak to some fans quite regularly. Uh, there's not many people in black and white going to Ibrox on Sunday expecting uh, too many miracles. They'll sit in deep, they'll try and be, be tight and hopefully try and nick uh, the odd goal or just hold out for enough in each. This is not a bit. This is not you know a game that they are concentrating full on their season. They know they'll have bigger games coming up in terms of where they can get points and stay up. For Rangers, yeah, this should just be we turn up, we play our best, and if that happens, we will come away with the win. It's interesting because St Mirren, of course, newly promoted back in the mm-hmm. back in the Premier League again, but they came up under a different manager, Jack Ross, who very, very highly rated young manager as witness by the fact that he's now moved off uh, down south, he's away to Sunderland and, you know, has a, a very a very good reputation in the Scottish game, clearly had turned St Mirren round from Christ, they were looking as though they were heading into, into League One at one point yeah. when he arrived and, and he turned it round and, and brought them back up pretty much at a canter, in all honesty but but he's departed, they've brought in uh, they've brought in Alan Stubbs, which is great because uh, long-time listeners will know my uh, Alan Stubbs impression will get a dusting down. Um, insert obligatory will not sell Scott Allen to Rangers joke at this point. But they don't seem quite as taken with them. The, the way it was described, I saw online by St. Man fan, is um, losing Jack Ross and getting Alan Stubbs is a bit like losing a tenor and finding a used Johnny so <laughs> they, 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 there doesn't seem to be a lot of love for him uh, it's a bit of a double-edged sword in terms of that because there is still a lot of uh, I think remorse of Jack Ross uh, leaving St Mirren as you say he was very highly rated over there the turnaround that he done at that club was you know superb I think to a large extent he punched above his weight uh, I don't really know someone where they are uh, with the squad they've had the last couple of years should really be um, in a in the Premiership at this point, but they've got there and very much all much of that is to do with Jack Ross, Alan Stubbs. Um, <laughs> I mean, in Scotland he is a decent coach to a level. Is that level going to be enough for St Man now? Uh, you know, be plenty to see over the course of the season. A lot of St Man fans are a bit in that, you know, apathetic side with him, uh, especially after the Sunderland game when Jack Ross came back to St Mirren and thumped Alan Stubbs' team 6-0. Uh, there was a lot of Saints fans that day uh, earning for Jack Ross to come back, <laughs> but they've had some some weird results over the pre-season as well, David. They drew with Spartans in Queen's Park in the Betfred Cup. Uh, as you can imagine, not many St Mirren fans happy with that one. And, of course, the, the thumping of Sunderland as well. Last week when they got the win over Dundee, again, they're a funny team, St Man. They can play good football at times and their first goal was really well worked. You know, it was a ball out to the wing. A uh, lovely cross in by Paul McGinnon headed in by Danny Mullen. And from there, they, they fell out the game. Dundee United, uh, sorry, Dundee got their goal. Sorry, what's a Dundee United? I've, I vaguely remember the term from years ago, but I haven't, I haven't heard it in a long time. Tesco FC, mate, I think. Ah, right, yeah, yeah, that new Tesco uh, that's opened up Tannadice Street. Thank you, go on. Uh, into the second half, for 20, 25 minutes into that second half, last week's Burren were absolutely dreadful. I mean, they really were. They didn't show up at all. They were kept in the game by their goalkeeper, Craig Sampson. Uh, saved a penalty, which he initially gave away. And he also had two or three other good saves as well. Dundee as well had 
you know, just didn't have their shooting bits on. They blasted a couple of really good chances over the bar, high and wide. But the time where St Mern did take the lead, you know, they could have easily been two or three goals down. And the goal they did got was presented to them by an awful mistake by the Dundee goalkeeper, Jack Hamilton. As I said, they can play good football, but they have some really glaring weaknesses in their defence. Uh, they look quite quite sure. I've got um, Jack Baird and their new signing, Cole Pekawa, in there. That big guy, Pekawa, he looks a bit of a, a bomb scare went to happen. He's a big, solid, massive unit, but with the ball at his feet, he just looks a nightmare at times. There's been quite a few seasons, quite a few times that I've been watching this year. He's went to make a clearance and just totally skiffed it and presented a chance to the attack. As I said, David, I just this this one's probably come too early for someone. With that as well, they're still a new team with lots of new signers. They're still gelling, and I think we're just going to have way too much of them on Sunday. I'm very much looking forward to it, and that's important because the last few seasons, let's be honest, there's been well from quite early in the season, it's been a bit of a chore turning up at Ibrox, and you've been watching the mm-hmm. games through the cracks in your fingers at times. Uh, I, I I had adopted a position at Ibrox of of just sitting with my head very close to my hands for when it would need to go into it, which was regularly. So the fact that, as I say, I'm, I'm counting down the hours, I just I can't wait until we un, until we play, and that, that's brilliant. Probably see some changes, uh, Dave. You know, I think, obviously, Ryan Jack's not going to come in. We should probably see Borna Barisic make his yep. debut. Possibly the likes of Jamie Murphy will come into the side. But at, at this stage of the season, yeah, you might look to, to give somebody a break before the big game on Thursday, but you would hope they had enough in their legs at this point to, to just be playing week in, week, or game in, game out. Absolutely. On that point, I've been excited to go to the game, David. I mean, I came home from Ibrox uh, last night and I was just buzzing, you know, I was whistling songs, trying to dance with my dog. And, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I can't even wait three more days to like till I get back to Ibrox I'm only been now I'm just I'm like a kid in Christmas and now I'm just totally in love with this team totally buzzing with everything Gerrard's doing with this squad yep the squad itself I think the players here they should have enough legs to um, to get past it Monday and Sunday we will see a couple of changes Borna Bear will come in I think the left back position the next couple, uh, the next week or so is going to be real interesting as well um, but yeah I don't see too many changes one or two and the squad that's going out there, I think, as I said, will be have more than enough to get past our opponents. I'm going to go for Rangers 3-0 on Sunday. David, what's your prediction? I've been saying 3-0 all week as well, mate. So, well, there's your bet, folks. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're, you're going to your turf accountant, then that's uh, that's the Heart and Hand recommended bet. OK, then, that's everything from us here on Heart and Hand Extra, uh, our season debut. Thank you very much for listening. If you'd like to hear more from us, well, we're here Tuesday and, as I say, usually Thursday, but uh, given our games, there's a bit of a, there's going to be a wee bit of Dubai about that. It might be Fridays for a wee while, hopefully will be for a number of weeks, but uh, we, we'll always try and get in with a, a pre-match preview. Uh, as I say, you know, just get it from all the usual places. Uh, someone did ask me, because the show was a little late dropping on iTunes and Android and all those stores, um, basically what happens with these shows is uh, I put it up, physically put it up on Acast, YouTube, Patreon, but to go on to those uh, other pod stores it goes through Playback Media and uh, that can sometimes take a little while so you'll always get it first if you you know well I think you should sign up to the Patreon uh, where you'll also get it ad free incidentally but even if you 
you think, no, screw you, Edgar, you've got enough blue pounds to be off sponsoring uh, dynamic holding midfielders, that uh, you will get it first on Acast as well then, or always uh, on YouTube. So that that's my advice. Uh, the likes of this one, for example, um, to do Friday night, it'll be on those platforms Friday night. If it takes a couple of days to arrive everywhere else, you know why. So that's uh, my tip to you guys. Uh, Patreon itself, just go to patreon.com forward slash heart and hand. Six shows uh, going on yesterday and uh, five today. We generally do three, more often four, and as I say, sometimes even more. And Dave, you are all over the site, including with uh, six of the best. Uh, yeah, if you've not asked the six of the best before, please do. What we do is, it's kind of a list show that you see on uh, like YouTube and whatnot, and we go through some topics uh, and relive some of the greatest moments in Rangers history. Uh, we've done like the six, recently we've done the six best uh, season openers, European qualifiers. My one this week's a little bit different. I've got James Forrest, not that one, on with me, and we're going through six of his favourite games following Rangers. So you can get that patreon.com forward slash heart and hand, just one ninety nine per month. All that it means to do is to thank my executive producers in London, Mike Lee and Paul Miles, and to thank my guest, the voice of Paisley, Mr. David Marshall. <laughs> Pleasure, David. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll be back on Monday. Until then, take care. Cheers. Bye. Podcast Network.